0: Yes, yes, and welcome again for another episode. Uh, we're gonna go ahead and say this is episode eight. Could be wrong, but uh, this <laughs> this is No Chase Film Society, the podcast. I am Chris Ali. That's uh, my name as, uh, right here today, and as well as on Instagram. So uh, yeah, if you if you're on Instagram, please rock with me. I am Chris Ali. Also, uh, you can follow us at the No Chase Film Society Instagram page. You can follow us uh, on MC, NC Film Society on Instagram, NC Film Society on Instagram. With me today, as usual, y'all know what it is, y'all know how we do. Big Derek's on the line. Yes, sir. What's good, man?
1: Everything's everything, bro. How you been?
0: My brother... It's one of them days, man. (laughs) (laughs) It's one of them days. I want to say it's been like one of those weeks, but we're going to keep it pushing, man. We're going to keep it pushing. I'm glad to be here, though. I am glad to be here.
1: Man, any day above ground is good.
0: Yes, especially, you know, behind the mic on the great OTS platform, which, uh, you know, Derek and I was just talking off the mic about... uh, you know OTS and and what he's doing with OTS, and I actually want to say publicly what what we talked about, you know, after Michael a little while ago, man, it is so good, and I and I'm personally proud to see a a brother, of a black man, doing the independent media game the way you're doing it, dude. Because in case y'all don't know, OTS is is uh, is founded and headed up by Derek. You know what what you're listening to us on right now. Is provided uh, on a platform that Derek built, and he's still building. And I just want to get my appreciation for you know you being independent enough and at least having the audacity to bre- branch out into some independent media endeavors, man. So that's much respect to you. And I just wanted to go ahead and put that out there to the pu- to the public as well as to you.
1: And man, I appreciate that, bro. Yes, that, sir. That is definitely one thing um, that uh, growing up, I never heard anybody talk about when when it came to uh, owning a business. Just how much work you have to put into it, like this. This right. it's, it's like another full time job. <laughs>
0: yeah, which is crazy. Yeah.
1: So yeah, yeah it's, it's interesting, but it's it's rewarding work.
0: Right, I can imagine. Hey man, because I'm glad to be here. I'm glad you got me here. We are looking forward to big things, man.
1: Hey man, we're gonna Seriously. keep keep building
0: and pushing, man. But uh. Got to take a moment, you know, got to take a moment. We're recording this podcast roughly uh, a week uh, following the passing of the legendary Kobe Bryant. And, uh, you know, we know this is a film podcast and, you know, we keep things film related around here. But uh, I'm a lifelong basketball fan, you know, and I'm pretty much a lifelong Laker fan. And I I was definitely growing up and in well into my adulthood uh, a Kobe Bryant fan. So this podcast is a little difficult, you know, what was was difficult to come to, come to um, because I just really didn't have a the a, a spirit to really watch any movies, you know what I mean, and to right. really watch a whole lot of TV. It's hard to even watch TV without – you know, coming across the, the Kobe Bryant mm-hmm. situation and, and people's, you know, uh, outlook and, you know, testimonies and stuff regarding him. So, uh, you know, it's a little bittersweet today for for, for me because, um, like I said, I was a guy that was born in a time where, um, you know, I, I, I saw Mike play, of course, but I think I was maybe like, what? I guess I'll tell my age a little bit. I think I was like three or four years old when Mike came in the league, you know. So I didn't really see the genesis of Michael Jordan growing up. But um, by the time Kobe came around, you know, I was a little bit older. I had more of a a comprehensive knowledge of basketball. So, you know, it was like we saw Kobe walk in the door and we saw him leave, you know, just recently with the uh, 61-point farewell game. Mm-hmm. And to be sitting here, you know, a couple of years later, mourning his death, you know, is just surreal. So I said all I have to say, you know, this is a film podcast. I don't want to go too deep. I'm going to let Derek speak his piece. Cause I know Derek is a big basketball head as well. But I just wanted to speak my 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 condolences to the family and uh, let the, and then mourn with the rest of the world. The loss of Kobe Bryant and just pretty much dedicate this podcast to his memory today.
1: Yeah, man. I um, I think this was. I think it's safe to say this was the only uh, celebrity who's died that I actually cried over. Yeah. You know. Um. Uh, and and I'm a, as a Celtics fan. It, it it's it's um. It's different. Like like the Celtics and Lakers. Is that, that rivalry to me is the biggest rivalry in sports across the board. I don't care. Oh, yeah. Whatever team sport you're talking about, that is the number one rivalry. And. No doubt. You know, we had a love hate, I should say hate love relationship with Kobe Bryant, you know? Um, we should have won that championship in 2010. Um, uh, but yeah this was um this was weird and and hard um to 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 digest um but but kobe to me was was uh same thing like um when you're talking about i didn't watch michael jordan uh as a kid because by the time i grew up i i was born in nineteen ninety so by the time i was like seven eight years old Mm. it was toward the tail end um
0: George was on his way out
1: he was on his way out yeah
0: well actually coming into his prime in 1990 yeah because i think he won his first championship around 1991 91 yeah against against
1: the lakers right right (laughs) and i um you know i i started getting into basketball just by playing you know the video game, I actually should say I started learning how to, just the different rules of basketball by playing the video game. Um, I loved basketball because of, um, because of Kobe. Like, I liked it because of Michael Jordan. I even did a a dunk video because of Michael Jordan. But I loved basketball because of Kobe Bryant. And, you know, he was the, I played with the Lakers uh, in the video games and everything like that. And, you know, I learned positions because of Kobe, and I I learned the the little things about basketball because of Kobe, and then I he he's what made me uh become a Celtics fan because I hated the Lakers, <laughs> so <Whoa. laughs> so I, I I attribute everything basketball to what to uh to Kobe he was our Michael Jordan um and you know he even helped me through a lot of uh my downtime cuz you know I, I went I fought depression for a few years mm-hmm. and 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 his uh motivational uh uh videos that I would see I would just watch them I, I, three people I would listen to Kobe Bryant Denzel Washington and Will Smith and mm. I would pay attention to everything that Kobe said um and he even helped me when it came to, you know, thinking about business and stuff like that. The way he, he saw how to attack, you know, and, and so I attribute everything uh uh to him, uh that, that mama mentality. Like I, I, I caught on to that early, you know, and um that mess tore me up, man. I even yeah. I, I, I I I didn't know how to how to function for a couple of days. That and so I can only imagine how Vanessa and, and the and the kids are feeling. Um uh and I was even wondering like did did he um did he rectify everything with his parents? Like how was that
0: toward the end of uh, his career? Well you know somebody um I was having a conversation with somebody, you know, regarding Kobe maybe a couple of days ago, and I didn't even realize it, but they pointed out to me that his parents didn't attend his uh I don't believe they attended the farewell game or yeah. the retirement. I think it was the, I think the 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 night they retired his jersey. I think that's what we we're talking about. One of those very significant uh moments of his career, his mm-hmm. parents didn't attend. And it was I didn't notice it, but but he noticed it, and when I went back and thought about, it, I was like, "Damn, you're right." You know, we didn't really see any any image of his of his parents the night he retired, or the night I believe was the night his jersey was uh, retired. So, you know, I can imagine what they're going through. You know, uh, like you said, they had they had their problems mm-hmm. over the years, but I'm sure none of that means nothing at this point to them. You know, I I, I can only imagine, man. Like. It's rough. It's rough. You know, I'm kind of like you. This is the first celebrity death that really emotionally affected me. I will say the Trayvon Martin uh, tragedy affected me, but he wasn't a celebrity. Mm -hmm. You know, that was more of a social thing. Mm -hmm. And that really affected me. This one also, you know, affected me pretty deep. It took me a minute to even wrap my head around this, you know, so yeah, it's gonna we're gonna be feeling this for a while. Um again, rest in peace, Kobe, and um condolences to the family. Yep. You know, I, I can understand it's a very difficult time. So with that said, um, yeah, let's go ahead and compare these notes, D. Yes, sir. I will say this though, since we, you know, were talking about Kobe, like I said, this and this other, you know, different different uh inconveniences of life really dampened my mood to really watch a lot of TV, to be honest with you. Yeah. <clears throat> I haven't really watched much of it. I don't think I've seen a movie since maybe the last time we, we recorded. Oh, wow. Yeah, and I say that to say, uh, as y'all can see, you know, when y'all clicked, um, our, our feature presentation for this episode is us, the Jordan Peele. Uh, I guess we can call it a psychological thriller as well. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. The Jordan, P- the Jordan Peele film, Us, is what we're talking about today. And I had every intention, because I, I saw the movie. I saw I saw the film before in theaters. I watched it when it was released in theaters. But um, I had every intention to see it again, you know, kind of refresh myself on it for the podcast and everything, and I just didn't do it. I just, I, you know, I just didn't. I, I wanted to. I really did. I really yeah. wanted But I just didn't have... The, the I guess the mental wherewithal to, to even watch anything, you know, over the last couple of days, I said, sort I of had to say this, that, you know, when we get into the feature presentation conversation, you have to carry me a little bit because uh, <laughs> I saw the movie, I saw yeah. the movie, you know, I'm very aware of the movie and I'm going to tell you why. I know there's another reason I'm going to get into when we get into, you know, the conversation about it as to why I just, you know, said, I'll just, you know, I let Derek do a lot of the heavy lifting, and I just kind of feed off of what I remember about the film. But yeah, man, I wanted to watch it again. I wanted to refresh my—normally, uh, every movie we talk about, I watch it close to the time we record so I can have it fresh. And I didn't do that with, with this one. And um, I put a lot of that on the mental headspace I was in, considering some of the events recent uh, recently has been going on, particularly the Kobe Bryant death. Right. I just, I just, you know, that's knocked a lot of wind out of me. So I don't have many notes to compare with you right now, bro. It's <laughs> <Uh-oh. laughs> all good. Oh, wait a minute. I do. I do. Unless you got something. Unless you got something that you watched or seen that you want to, you know, put us on to. Uh,
1: I'll, I'll go after you say what you're about to say.
0: All right. Well, I was about to say, even though I don't have a movie really to talk about, I do have some movie related shit to talk about. Okay. A couple things, actually. Yeah, I got a couple things we can talk about. <laughs> um, I want to talk about Ja-cu- uh Ya Jaquin, ya- 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 Joaquin. Joaquin, that's it. Now, Joaquin Phoenix. You, you messed me up with that one. <laughs> Joaquin Phoenix, man. I don't know if you heard about the uh, the Joaquin Phoenix speech yes. that he gave me he received his BAFTA award.
2: Uh, I feel very honored and privileged uh, to be here tonight. BAFTAs have always been very supportive of of my career and I'm deeply appreciative. But I have to say that I also feel um, conflicted because so many of my fellow actors that are deserving don't have that same privilege. Uh, I think that we send a very clear message to people of color that you're not welcome here. Um, I think that's the message that we're sending to people that have contributed uh, so much to our medium and our industry and in ways that we benefit from. Um, I don't think anybody wants a, uh, a handout or preferential treatment, although that's what we give ourselves every year. I think that people just want to be acknowledged and appreciated and respected for for their work. This is not a self-righteous condemnation because uh, I'm ashamed to say that I'm part of the problem. I have not uh, done everything in my power to ensure that the sets I work on are inclusive, Uh, but I think that it's more than just having sets that are multicultural. I think that um, we have to really do the, the hard work to truly understand systemic racism. Um, I I think that it is the obligation of the people that have created and perpetuate and benefit from a system of oppression to be the ones that dismantle it. So that's on us. Thank you. Uh,
0: So those who don't know, Joaquin Phoenix uh, accepted a BAFTA award, which is like a British version of the Academy Awards, um, this week, last week. And instead of him accepting the award, he actually gave what I would consider a pretty uh, blistering criticism of the film industry. Mm -hmm. I I don't know if he was really... uh, Pointing it at the BAFTAs necessarily or if he was just talking about the film industry as a whole But he had a lot of criticism some pretty strong criticism when in regard in regards to race and diversity and uh, I'll just I'm looking for the uh, article now. So I want to read some of his quotes, but Yeah, man, I mean just to paraphrase some of what he said was um, that he, he didn't really feel comfortable. Or oh, he was really questioning. I'm, just, I'm paraphrasing again. He was questioning the integrity of receiving an award uh, like that. I don't know if he won Best Actor. I don't know exactly what the award was. But um, he was questioning the integrity of, of, of an award system that will acknowledge pretty much white people blatantly over every other uh, group race or ethnicity or whatever. And he even questioned his role. Like, you know, maybe I'm part of the problem. Mm-hmm. And I believe he mentioned some things about uh, white privilege. And it, it was just, it was really, uh, really, really straightforward stuff, man. You know, really, really pointing stuff he was talking about. And, yeah, I just wanted to kind of talk about that. I, I just found the article where I can. Actually, I didn't. But um, I'm going to look for the article and, and and read a couple of quotes out of it. But yeah, D, just just give me some feedback on that, man.
1: Yeah, man, the um I think the biggest thing that that he said in that speech was um saying that that, that he hasn't done as much as he could um mm-hmm. in terms of of um making sets more diverse. And I, I man I I respected the hell out of him before, but this um this speech made me uh have a more profound respect for him because that's what that's what an ally does. You know. Right. You, you you speak right. out, you call out your 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 um your privilege, acknowledge it and say hey we can do better you know he's basically talking about um how how the 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 um the industry has basically told black people that you know <laughs> we're good like like you don't really belong here you know and 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 him Calling all of that out, to me, was, was probably the most poignant thing that he could have done. Uh, you could tell people in the audience, some people in the audience, uh, especially older white guys, were a little uh, uncomfortable.
0: Oh, yeah, it was a lot of foul faces <laughs> out there in that audience. Right.
1: Yeah, they were a little uncomfortable, right. and, and, and I'm glad. I'm glad. Uh, that, that's, that's what's needed uh, to make change, you know. Uh, you can't be comfortable... Uh, uh, when 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 those times come. You you, you can't be. You have mm-hmm. to be uncomfortable and say, you know what, I need to I need to do better. And that's what Joaquin Phoenix did. I, I appreciate him for it. I saluted him for it. Um that that was that was great to see. That was yeah, great I to see. I definitely
0: salute him. I definitely salute him. Um just some of the comments that he made, some of the things he said uh, when he received the award One of the quotes I'm going to point out is, I feel very honored and privileged to be here tonight. And the Baptists have always been very supportive of my career, and I'm deeply appreciative, Phoenix began. But I have to say that I also feel conflicted because so many of my favorite actors are deserving, who are deserving, don't have the same privilege. And I want to say he didn't accept the award. I want to say he actually left the award there. Did he? uh, On the podium, Yeah. Yeah, one of the one of the quotes he said is, uh, "I don't think anybody wants a handout or preferential treatment, although that's what we give ourselves every year." Which I yeah. thought was pretty. Yeah, yeah, that was pretty. Yeah. Uh, pretty blistering shit. Saying right Saying that we there. don't want
1: a handout, no one wants and, um, a handout. You know, just
0: want to be equal. Right. Right. Uh, yeah. Yeah, and like I said, y'all heard the y'all heard the clip. But my thing is this. I appreciate what he said. You know, I'm not going to act like I don't appreciate what he said. because He didn't have to say it. So I definitely appreciate what he said. And I'm not even going to judge his heart, you know, and, and question how genuine it is. That's, that's not my place to do that. What I will do is, as I commend him for, for taking a stand like that, um, I got to say there's more that needs to be done, you know, that it's a good mm-hmm. step. You know, it gets the key in the door To to for him to be able to say that. And him being one of the most talked about That's actors definitely. right now, you know, it does have weight for him to make a comment like that. I mean, this dude is like 93% predicted to win the Oscar this year. So it does have weight that he said that. Now I want him to keep pushing mm-hmm. that weight. Just don't, don't leave it right there. You know what I mean? Put some more weight on that. We got the key in the door by you doing that. Go ahead and turn the key, push the door in, and actually make some hands-on change with 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 the name he has, and with the reputation he has, and with the credibility he has. Keep it. Keep keep more of it going. You know, keep keep that energy because just like he said, he is part of the problem. You know, he is a white male, and he's benefited um, off of the off of the imbalance. That exists in Hollywood, you know. He's benefited off of that, so it's going. I would ask, right. just just keep it keep it consistent, keep it consistent. I don't want to just see that one speech. Not saying that that's what he's prone right. to do, because he's a relatively quiet guy, from what I got from him. He's not really. Uh, he's one of those low key mm-hmm. actors, which are really the best type of actors, you know, like the Denzel guys and uh, him and um, Ben Affleck. <laughs> ben Affleck is he's a drunk, <laughs> so he's always in the news for. You know his, his, his <laughs> drunken addictions and shit, but um, yeah, I wouldn't put him in that. But uh, you know, Denzel was very low key. Uh, DiCaprio was relatively low key. Uh, you could kind of mm-hmm. say Brad Pitt is relatively low key. You know, and that's that mystique is good when you when you when you're mm-hmm. talking about an acting career. You gotta have that mystique, and he he does that. You know, Joaquin Phoenix. You know, he's in that lane. But I would ask that you know you got a lot of power, man. You got a lot of power. You got a lot of influence. Continue to use that. Don't just speak it, which that's good too. But it would be better if you put your hands into the actual mix of this shit and talk to these producers that hire you. Talk to the directors that hire you. Talk to the studio executives that, that deal with you and put that mm-hmm. shit in their ear, you know, in your private conversations. That's that's when you'll really... I don't, I'm don't. i not going to see you'll see change, but that's when it's really effective, I believe. And that's when... You can really put a little bit of uh a higher level of respect behind him him uh making a stand like that. But don't get me wrong, I know it sounds like I'm being critical. <laughs> Every damn thing on here sounds like I'm being critical. I get that. I get that. But I'm just saying in addition to what he did, and what he did was great. You know, like I said, most yeah. actors don't do that. Yeah. But come on, man, we talking about a long time. <laughs> you know what I mean? We talking about a long time black people have been shut out and just You know, you want to say the whole minority thing that we can call we can call that out as well. But I'm speaking specifically with black talent because we're talking about an Academy Award uh, organization that did not nominate one black male. I'm still, you know, pissed about that. That shit has been building for years and years and years, decades upon decades. And it's going to take a little bit more than one white guy to give a speech. It's going to take a little bit more than that. We appreciate it. I appreciate it. He didn't have to do it. I will respect him forever, mm-hmm. more than likely, for for him doing that. But for it to be effective, uh, we need a little Yeah. Bit more. I I, I um
1: it. I think it'll be interesting to see what happens after this. Um And
0: I want him to say that shit at the Academy yeah. Awards. I mean, that's where everybody's watching. <laughs> that's that's you know, do that shit in a couple of days or this yeah. weekend or whatever the hell the Academy Awards are. Yeah, I would like for him to, to again. I want to see consistency with this because that one time, one speech, one night. You know, it's it's going to be left in that one night. If if that yeah. if that's yeah,
1: I, I, th- I think it's uh it's going to so. be interesting to see what happens. Um, uh, actions speak louder than words, but I think that it's a, it was a good thing. Um. That that he called it out on this platform, um, in route to the Oscars, I I, I think that that's a great thing because, in all likelihood, he's going to win the Oscar, right? Most likely, yeah. he'll say something else when he wins that award, um, which would be a good that would be a good thing too. Um, but I, I'm I'm hoping that uh that this sparks more not only conversation but but action um with people behind the scenes. uh, because people you necessarily see in front of the camera, they're not gonna be the ones that do it. It's it's gotta be the ones that, that are behind the scenes. Um so, it, which goes, again, to what we were talking about, the whole Tyler Perry uh, thing. Like, um, you have to be willing to take that first step to 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 uh, actually change this industry. Like, it can't be that you're just talking about it. Tyler Perry has just been talking about it. Right. Now, if we can see. Right. Hey. Man. Come on, D-Man. We
0: can't <laughs> have three straight podcasts.
1: <laughs> hey, bro. You know, Shitting know, Tyler Perry. <laughs> get some charm. Oh. Um, <laughs> look, oh. my my thing is, it, it's 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 just interesting to see those that that talk about it, and those that actually do it. Now, I would like to see, uh, uh, uh Joaquin Phoenix do some things to actually force the hand. I, I I would like to see, and I I think that uh, getting these awards. Um, uh puts a little more weight behind his name so i think that it'll actually spark more uh more action behind the scenes is what which i'm i'm hoping happens you know um but just the fact that he was able- he was willing to come out and and talk about it and and be that ally uh i'm all for it i i appreciate that um and i respect the move so
0: Let's see what, what comes from it. Let's see what comes from it, man. Let's see what comes from it. Yeah. Yeah. But again, I appreciate him doing it. You know. Yeah. I appreciate yeah. him doing it. He did not have to do it, you know. Um, so yeah, I, 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 I salute him for that. And I actually yes. hope there's more from him. Uh and along the same lines that he, he showed at at BAFTA and Britain or wherever the hell that place is. Um, you know, please keep it up, you know. Please keep it up. That's all I'm gonna say on that. Um, okay. I do got one more thing I wanna throw out before getting to the film. We talked about Disney on the last on the episode one of the mm-hmm. one of the last ones we uh, we recorded. We talked a little bit about Disney. You told me you had Disney Plus. Uh, we talked about Disney Plus. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm assuming you're just still enjoying that. We
1: recorded so. <laughs> Not that, that I still seen. ain't got "Song of the South" up there. I would, I would not hold my breath in that movie being on that platform at all. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> hey, why I'm not? I'm gonna get the petition going though. But uh, hey, you know what? They might as well have "Song of the South" up because um, <laughs> this racist bitch that's related to Disney. Uh, her name is Abigail I Disney. I don't know if you heard about that. Okay, well, yeah, let's go ahead and talk about this bitch. Uh, Abigail Disney is mm-hmm. Walt Disney's niece, right? And for some reason, for some fucking reason, she was given a, a microphone to give an opinion on Kobe Bryant. Oh man! And uh, yeah, and uh, she she was so disrespectful. I mean, disrespectful is not even the word to, to describe what she did. I mean, she pretty much um, mm-hmm. called out the rape case and made comments as in... I actually found one right here. I just pulled it up. Uh, let me see what we have here. She wrote a lot, man. As a matter of fact, I'm looking at all the tweets and shit she, she wrote. But anyway... Check it out. Abigail Disney is her name. She is the niece of Walt Disney. Um, I don't know what the fuck she's accomplished besides being born and doing that. And I don't know why she's a baske- has a basketball, has basketball commentary or commentary on anything related to but bas- I don't know. I don't know what the fuck makes her even significant to give an opinion on this. That's a public opinion. But uh, you know, she pretty much just dis- dismissed the death of Kobe Bryant. As nothing really to to really focus on, or nothing to really give any respect to, or any co- real condolences to, because of the the uh, sexual assault situation. And uh, yeah, I just want to take my time on this platform <laughs> to again say fuck you. And I, I, I mean, you know, yeah. Disney is just so questionable to me, man. You know, even when we talk, that's why that's the reason why I'm talking about this is because we had the conversation we had on the last podcast uh, regarding, you know, mm-hmm. the the racial history uh, of Disney and, you know, the pedophilia mm-hmm. that surrounds Disney for years that I've never heard this bitch mention anything about. You know, I don't, I don't even know who she is. So she's all of a sudden a voice for rape victims or for uh, sexual assault. But I don't think there's ever an Abigail Disney position I can find on the many convicted and um, closet pedophiles that right. Disney was harboring. And what about the, the pedophilia right. shit that's actually in the movies that can be found and the questionable racial shit that's in, in their movies. I, I don't have a, any Abigail Disney commentary on that, but Kobe Bryant passes away and she just feels the need to put her name. Cause the only reason why we've been talking <laughs> about this bitch is because yeah. her name is Disney. <laughs> You know, uh, she. You know, so that aggravated me, man. Yes, and I'm gonna repeatedly call her a bitch for as long as I'm on this podcast, because it was unnecessary. You know, it was unnecessary for her to for her to. And I'm looking for the quote, and maybe I'm not meant to find it because um, it'll only probably ignite more hatred for the situation than I than I already have. But yeah, I just find it interesting. We talked about Disney just last podcast, and we were kind of pointing out the the questionable shit and the questionable history of Disney as a corporation. And here we are, his great niece or whoever this broad is had no decorum, no, no sense, no uh, human sensibility to curtail whatever issue she had, uh, against Kobe Bryant for a a more better time, but to bring it up now, you know, and I'm just actually reading, I'm just looking at some of the, uh, some of the clips, yeah. Uh, Abigail said of Kobe's fans, don't deify him because he's not a god. She said Kobe Bryant did not resist his own deification. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, and I'm not even really pointing out, because I, I don't see it right now. I'm not even pointing out the real heavy shit she said, the real disrespectful and distasteful shit she had. but. You know, Walt Disney as a corporation, you know, I hold them accountable for this bro, and her reckless comments. Um, they owe the public uh, a retraction to some extent because, you know, she is only being listened to because she has a Disney name. And uh, I just thought I just mention that. Oh. I just thought I just mentioned that.
1: Okay, I see. I see what she's saying. So,
0: yeah. An heiress of the Disney Empire uh, has been slammed for urging Kobe Bryant's fans not to deify him. In a 24-tweet yeah, yeah. rant <laughs> about the rape allegation of 2003. That's why I can't find what this bitch said, because <laughs> she said it in 23 so, different tweets. So, uh, a little rundown
1: of it. Uh, okay. Abigail Disney said in a in a Twitter thread on Kobe... Um, in, on a, In a Twitter thread that Kobe became a role model and seemed genuinely... To want to do good, but it was excruciating to watch him uh get the sainthood treatment. She added, Yes, we should mourn him. We should mourn his daughter and his family and all the other lives lost in the helicopter. It was horrible. But don't deify him because he was not a god. The man was a rapist, deal with it. I like I yeah. I, I don't see this yeah, is this is mean. my uh whole thing with this situation. Is 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 that you know, people had what, when did this whole thing happen with Kobe? It was like, oh, seven, oh, 03. So 03. Between, You had 03. 17 years
2: yeah.
1: to, to talk about Kobe. And y'all have been quiet for the last 17 years. The man dies. His daughter dies. The other seven people in that helicopter die. And now you come out and want to trash him like Gail King just came out and said this whole thing with with Leslie uh um God what was Lisa
0: Leslie, thank you. Um, uh, Lisa Leslie. Yeah. I wanted to break that I, I up like, but but I since don't, you did it I don't go understand
1: yeah, what the point is for people to come out and 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 bring up this rape allegation at this point. If everything was already settled and everything's been taken care of. Uh, uh, he acknowledged whatever and 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 apologized to her her family and friends and the entire state of Colorado. Like he, you know, he did his due diligence. He moved beyond that. Why is it that we now, at the time of his death, want to bring this up and discuss it?
0: Well, I'll answer that because. The culture of America, you know, the American cultural structure is is engineered in many right. ways to criminalize black men, you know, um, no matter what status of life they're in. You mm-hmm. know, Kobe Bryant was damn near a billionaire. But it doesn't matter. I mean, we have many black men that we can we can call out that. Receive, especially during this time with, with you know, everybody monitoring, uh, you know, people's sexuality and sexual behavior. And, you know, the world's changed, you know, as far as day-to-day interaction with, with, with each other, particularly, you know, in the, in the mm-hmm. realm of, of male and female relationship, And it seems as if the narrative now, as it's kind of always been, is that black men are predators by nature. And black men will always be predators, you know, according to what people would call a dominant society, but I'll just be crude <laughs> and they say white people. You know uh, you know, many white people just, just are programmed and engineered systematically based on what America's built on to view us as predators and to criminalize us. So I believe when you hear an Abigail Disney, say that shit, she's only speaking what she's been uh, pretty much reared right. and right. taught to believe. You know, that's her, that's her, natural, her natural feeling as far as a, a black man's concerned. That's, that's what I believe, is that she's naturally inclined to have that hatred and have, that, and have those, have those um, stereotypes pinned to us because that's the way she was brought up to believe that. That's in her culture. That's in her nature. That's what she was grown to be. Not all white people are like that, Um, but the problem is, there's too many of them that are like that, and there's not enough of the good ones, creating an obstruction and making it hard for uh, white people like Abigail Disney. That's my that's my viewpoint on that. Is that you know a lot of it is not happenstance. A lot of it is not coincidence. I don't think any of this is coincidence. You know, these are engineered. Systematic viewpoints, talking points—you know what I mean—that they're trying to get out in the public and they're conveying to the public on a on a regular basis through through media, particularly, to demonize black men and to make it uh, where a black man is not looked at with a place from a place of any empathy at all. And this is—I mean, you hear you have a black man who. Was not perfect. You know, I got my criticisms of Kobe, you know what I mean, that are not even worth talking Mm -hmm. about right now due to this situation we're in. But on the surface, you had a father, a good father. You know, you had a businessman. You had a man dedicated to his craft. You had a man that took responsibility. He never admitted to raping anybody. Let's get that on the record uh, as well. There was never an admission to him raping anybody, but... Uh, many people, you know, and not just white people, you know, I'm not going to make it totally a racist. You got a lot of black people out there. Well, a few, not a lot. I-, I would say not a lot, but you got some black people out there who are taking a role to want to look at him, look at him as a racist. But for the most part, this is the dominant society that's creating this narrative and they're doing it because again, they don't see a black man. that was a father. They don't see a black man. that was a good father. I should say, they don't see a black man that was dedicated to his craft. They don't see a black man that was able to retire at 41 and revamp his life as a as a media entrepreneur. They don't see any of that. You know what I mean? They see a black man who was an athlete, which they equate uh, equate as a brute. Mm-hmm. You know, many, many of many look, look at us as brutes when we're athletes like that. And in addition to the fact, I'm just gonna call it out that the girl in question, uh, who was the quote-unquote, mm-hmm. rape victim, was a was a Caucasian girl. And I personally don't believe the state of Colorado and many white people ever forgave Kobe for that, for even being in a situation to have sex with a white girl. You know, whether right. he raped her or not, it was a problem. And, um, you know, we see all this hatred and vitriol and all this for a man who's dead. And I re- the reason why I call it blatant hypocrisy is because for every Kobe Bryant, I can produce... Five, 10 white men mm-hmm. who did way worse, you know what I mean, and were probably convicted, you know what I mean, or had multiple uh, people to make comments and, 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 and accusations against plenty of white people in power right. that nobody talks about, much. even at Abigail Disney. I haven't heard her say shit about Harvey Weinstein. I didn't know who the hell she was. I didn't even know who the hell she was before this. So where was your comments on Harvey Weinstein? Where were your comments on Roman Polanski? Where are your comments on Charlie Sheen? Mm-hmm. Where are your comments on Rob Lowe? You know, these are white names yeah. that, you know, we forgot about. But all have bullshit as reg- in regards to uh, sexual assault or sexual right. inappropriate behavior attached to their names oh, yeah. that we never hear about. You got to research them. Here it is, a black, a black man dies in a horrific accident and the first thing that needs to be called to question is his, is his uh, mm-hmm. criminal behavior, or if he's a criminal or not. That's an American way. And, and whether we like it or not, Disney ha- has played a great part in creating the fabric and laying the foundation for the American oh, way. Yeah. I mean, Disney, it don't get no American in Disney. So I can't help but associate systematic, historical, <laughs> ancient-ass racism from this country with with the Disney corporation. I can't help but associate those two now because of a niece, the, the damn niece of Walt Disney and the position she's taking leads me to believe that that's a Disney uh, family trait that she's expressing. Because again, let's, let's, <laughs> let's again <Yeah. laughs> reference our last show. Her uncle was the mastermind behind Song of the South, man. That was her uncle's pride and joy as far as the motion picture. Song of the South with tar babies and, and black crows that talk mm-hmm. like black people and uh, Uncle Remus and, and, and the old uh, roman- romanticization, romanticizing or whatever of slavery. That's what Disney did. That's Disney's history. That That's Disney's foundation. That's what launched Disney. You know what I mean? And we need to call it out. So stop hiding the fucking movie. Put it on Disney Plus. <laughs> I want to see it. I want to see the roots of where you all come from. I want to see it. Yeah. I want to see it. But yeah, on that note, man, I just had to put that out there. So fuck Abigail Disney. Yes, I called her a bitch. Please don't question me on that. I don't call women bitches willy-nilly. I try not to, but when I do, I do it with a purpose and I do it with passion and I <laughs> and I do it with 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 inspiration and she inspired that from me. Abigail Disney inspired me. That old 60-year-old rich racist <laughs> bitch inspired me today to acknowledge the systematic bullshit that uh that Disney is on, which I believe uh includes a lot of racial uh insensitivity.
1: Yeah, so. I'm interested in watching that film too.
0: <laughs> I'm intrigued. I mean, yeah, I want to see it. And I'm I, I'm, I'm seriously considering, man, reaching out to, to Disney and, and, you know, and say, hey man, like what's up? If I'm gonna pay for this shit, I wanna <laughs> see the whole Disney Plus. I want, the, I want the Disney Plus. And what's funny is this is what I didn't mention on the last podcast. They did um, I guess, upload or stream. They, they are streaming films on Disney Plus from the 40s, like Dumbo and shit like that, that mm-hmm. did have questionable uh, uh uh racial imagery in it. Dumbo oh, yeah. Dumbo is a film that does have some pretty racially insensitive shit in it. But they had, they put a little note up, for what I understand, I didn't see it. I don't have it, but I want from, I've talked to people that have it. Mm-hmm. And they give you a little advance notice that, hey, man, we got some racist shit in this movie, but this movie was a part of its time, so it's all good now. Enjoy. Like, it's some shit like that they, they show you <laughs> some note as they show these movies. But to me, it's like y'all pussyfooting around with y'all shit. Put song of the South above the platform. I will. I will get Disney Plus in a heartbeat, and I'll even pay for it. I won't even. I'll even play it throughout the free trial. If y'all upload Disney Plus, I mean, excuse me, upload song of the South on Disney Plus. Show everybody what your roots are, man. Let's see. Let's see what built what the house Disney built. I want to see it. So that's what my head is right now,
1: man. I, I'm. I'm. I really want to watch that movie now. <laughs>
0: yeah. I really want to watch it. Yeah. It's it's uh it's American history. Shit. Yeah. yeah. A real a real Americana. You know, embrace yeah. it. Embrace it. Well, that's all I got, man. Like I said, it's it's been a rough couple of days for your boy, man. It's yeah. It's been a rough couple of days. But uh we can get into this this us review if you don't have nothing else.
1: Nah, I think I'm good. Um, outside of the fact that um, uh, right before we we recorded, I was watching Toy Story Four, um, mm. and I just I I don't have any commentary on it right now. Um, except that, that was that was that was a really good movie, um, which I'm actually shocked about uh, because every time they they announced another Toy Story was coming out. I always kind of cringed, because I'm like, what else can you do? Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, I was paying attention to the, the small details in the movie, and I am amazed with how detailed they are with these films.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Pixar is phenomenal with what they do. Um, uh, so, I, I really had nothing to say about it, but because we were talking about animation the last episode, I... Um... Oh, didn't you have something to say about animation?
0: Well, I was just telling you, uh, yeah, I talked to you about that off mic, that um, since you've mentioned animation, like in the last, one of our last conversations on the show, I thought about it, and um, I was like, man, I, you know, I, I, I really haven't seen a whole lot of animation anim, animated movies, but the ones I've seen... I do believe that you're able to. I uh, have more flexibility with you know messages and subliminal shit in animation than than in uh, real life or real action oh, yeah. uh, type shit. So, yeah, that, that's the kind of where I was coming from with that. But that's just something I was mentioning to you, okay. Mike, because I, I thought about the conversation mm-hmm. and I was like, yeah, I, I can understand why he, you know why he said that, you know. About yeah is his uh attraction to animation
1: yeah it's it's fascinating um i think it's it's fascinating to me because also because i i i have a background with drawing mm-hmm. and and i considered going into animation um when I was in college right before I selected um uh cinematography mm-hmm. and um the the amount of work that goes into it is that's crazy, man. It's crazy. Can, yeah, yeah. Because
0: yeah. you have to
1: think about it. You 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 have to, you literally have to draw each frame, right? You know, and and I tried doing it. it doesn't work for me. Uh, it actually sucked the love out of drawing for me. Mm. That was ten years ago. I'm literally just starting to actually consider drawing again. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So it, it it sucked the fun out of it for me for a while, but um the yeah the stuff that you have to go through as an animator uh and like you said you you can find a lot of deep messages and meanings behind different things in animated films that you might not necessarily get to see with live action right um but my god it, it, it's oh man i I just have a deep appreciation for it, and I think that's why I'm starting to gravitate toward watching animated films a lot lately um actually over the christmas break watched um uh the grinch uh, illumination uh, did, did their own version of it um i think in 2018 18 mm-hmm. 19 and um it was phenomenal it, it it told the story of the grinch but just in a different way and and I, like I'm actually about to like I've already been watching animated films, but I think I might go through a, a bench of watching animated films in the next couple of weeks, some that I have not seen yet. Uh just because of how intricate they are with these with these films. So right. Yeah, I really had nothing to say about it. I just I just
0: uh just
1: wanted to have a little side note on that, but yeah, I mean, I,
0: I feel you on that. I, I definitely um, want to look up more adult oriented, you know, I can say adult, but you know, more mature themed animated films.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, because, I, you know, a lot of people probably know and don't know that we work, you know, as filmmakers and, you know, within um, the creative community mm-hmm. when we're not doing this. And um, there are a couple things that I've been working on personally that. Probably would be easier to get done if I just, you know, looked into just doing it as an animated project. Right. Because I, I, I would imagine, I don't know, but I would imagine that you can work in a little bit more solitude and work a little bit more in a smaller setting. Yes. with Animated, I'm assuming that. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. When you, when you, when you brought that conversation up, it, it definitely sparked the interest in me to, to, you know, explore some of the stories that, that come through animation. And for some yeah. reason, you know, you mentioned Toy Story, and I just want to uh, ask you this before we go into the film review. Mm-hmm. Um, it seems like everybody that that is into the Toy Story franchise likes every last one of them. Like every, I you I don't find many people that that don't like every last one of them, which is rare when you're talking about sequels
1: mm-hmm.
0: where people like all all of them. Mm-hmm. But I'm just curious as to your thoughts. So I'm assuming you've seen every Toy Story film, yes. Right? Yes. And, and all of them hold good quality, I, I assume, to, in your, to your vantage point.
1: Most definitely.
0: Um, that's, that's interesting.
1: Yeah. And I'll be completely honest. Um, like as a kid, Toy Story and The Lion King were my two staples. Those were the movies I watched pretty much like almost every week. Or as, there's Lion King
0: sequel out there that, that sucks ass,
1: and it it, it is yeah, <laughs> it's it, trash.
0: It, it was horrible. I only that thing went straight yeah. to DVD, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, um, yeah, terrible. And I I still got it, uh, <laughs> but um, yeah, they um, two, three, and four with Toy Story seem to get better, like it. I've rarely seen a sequel that is able to outdo the first, or or even the second one.
0: Yeah, very rare.
1: It that's that's unheard of. Yeah. Um, and they seem to do it. They they seem to to get it to that point. Um, you know, because you know how people talk about um, what's it called uh, The Godfather. Mm-hmm. And people love. You know one and two, and you know three is a throwaway with a lot of people. I personally enjoyed it um I took them as 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 separate films continuous right. story but i I looked at them as separate films instead of just all one pro- big project right. and I enjoyed all three of them in their own unique ways um and I think that was what I was able to do with toy story it they were they were sequels, but they were their own they were able to stand on their own um right right and they they all did phenomenally well um so i don't i don't know if that has anything to do with it being an animated film or if that's that's partially due to it because of what they were able to do uh uh with the story uh but yeah i unless unless you're able to to be along those lines with a sequel i very rarely want to see a sequel anymore
0: yeah you know same yeah, thing I with think bad there's, boys. there's a lot of sequel there's a lot of sequel fatigue
1: yeah yeah it's the same thing they did with bad boys bad boys uh three was the best one of them in my opinion right um right. And, and and that's that's hard to do because you're talking about what the first one came out in like ninety five, ninety six, something like that. Yeah, you're talking about twenty five years, you know, between the third and first and third one, and and oh my god, like I, I'm I'm not even sure. I think it has something to do with Michael Bay not being on the project itself, um, that that made it better. But they they did a phenomenal job with that. So I, unless you're able to. To go along those lines with with the movie, I don't even know that I want to see sequels anymore because it just it just kind of you're milking the story too much and and, and, and it's not allowing the the sequel you know whatever you want to say the, the third, fourth, whichever one right to be a good project I want right. I want these films to be standalone projects that I can watch and be like, you know what this was really good. Like I, I enjoyed the entire Matrix trilogy. A lot of people hate the third one. I didn't. You know.
0: I didn't um, get past the second one. Ah, yeah,
1: man. And and they're they're just starting the the production for number four now, um. Which is going to be very interesting to see what they do, um, given how the story ended, um. But you know that was also the same thing with John Wick. I just watched John Wick three. Um, yeah. What was it last week? Mm-hmm. And um, I thought the first, second, and third one, all of them were, were phenomenally, were done very well. Uh, they were phenomenal films. Um, but I'm interested in seeing how they're going to do with, uh, do the fourth one. Because uh, there's only so much you can do with, with a guy, you know.
0: Yeah, but like people. all sequels, they're going to run that shit in the ground until people just stop... Uh showing interest or spending the money on it which is how all sequels tend to die
1: well seeing that's what or, the fast film and furious, franchises rather yeah yeah that, that's, that's that's what the fast and furious series is doing because um now you're uh, vin diesel came out and said that you know while they were doing production for the ninth one he already had an idea what he wanted to do with the tenth and he's going to break the tenth one up into two films
0: I so, saw I saw something on Instagram that says they, they might as well go ahead and put the Fast and Furious crew in a Marvel movie or some shit.
1: Yeah, with the Avengers. And I totally
0: agree with that. I mean,
1: yeah. these
0: damn cars are damn near flying in the sky. Bro,
1: they <laughs> did. Just,
0: I mean, yeah. They did. And they Fast and Furious got ridiculous a long time ago though. That that's they one did. franchise they burned out quick.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think I think the fifth one was probably the, the last one where I was like, okay. This is believable. You can you can end it right here. Right. No, kept going.
0: End you it. Yeah. No you know way. Paul,
1: Paul Walker is jumping buildings in Dubai with a Bugatti. Like,
0: yeah. come on. Yeah. <laughs> Shit. Come on, man. <laughs> well, uh, we are gonna go into that feature presentation, man. Yes, sir. Let's go ahead and do it. So, y'all know how we do, man. We're gonna drop that trailer. Check it out. Us, 2019, Jordan Peele, follow up to uh, the classic, Get Out. Check out that trailer and we'll be right back.
1: That's a classic right there. What does I Got Five on it mean?
0: It's about drugs it's
1: not about drugs it's a dope song don't do drugs get in rhythm there you go there you go can't believe how big they've got
2: (laughs) you hear gabe got a boat
1: he's kidding right he's
2: not kidding
1: hey i think it's vodka clock oh yeah where's jason
0: Jason?
1: Jason! Where were you? I didn't know if you were lost. Stick with me, and I'll keep you
0: safe.
1: There's a family in our driveway. It's probably the neighbors. But y'all scared of a family? Hi, can I help you?
0: Zora. Put your shoes on. If you want to get crazy, we can get crazy. What are you people? It's us.
1: They look exactly like us. They think like us, they know where we are, we need to move and keep moving.
2: They won't stop until they kill us, So we kill them.
0: Okay, so the film takes place in 1986. It opens up, uh, I believe, into 1986, if I remember correctly, to a little girl who um, is in an amusement park and wanders off from her parents into a, a house of mirrors, I guess. Yeah. Where where she meets uh, her doppelganger and. From there, we go into the uh, what we're led to understand is the adult version of the little girl whose name is uh, you said Abigail, I believe, or something like Uh, that. Adelaide. Adelaide. Adelaide was the little girl's name. We cut to um, Adelaide as a as a woman who is uh, Lapito Lapita's character, and the film also starring. Let's call it and call out the rest of the characters. The film is also starring uh, Winston Duke from. Uh, black Panther fame, notoriety. Uh, Elizabeth Moss and uh, you know uh, a couple others. Uh, Evan Alex, who played the son, Jason Wilson. I think there's a daughter. Uh, I think that's uh, Shahadi Wright Joseph, who played uh, the daughter. So yeah, it's basically a black family, who uh, pretty well off black family too. It appeared, who were on the beach. And, uh, no, excuse me, it was a, a well-off family who had a beach home, they had a beach mm-hmm. home, but they left their regular home to visit their beach home. And from that experience, um, the whole family ends up meeting their doppelgangers. Each, each member of the family, the father, or the mother, the Peter, the father, Winston Duke, and the two children uh, had their own individual, uh, had their own doppelgangers who was an evil, I would say, expression of themselves. And the movie pretty much is the evil doppelgangers um, brutally hunting down and uh, pursuing, with a vengeance, the family, uh, mm. which is the normalized version or the, the human version of, of the doppelganger. Um, pretty much the premise of, that's pretty much the premise of the movie. You know that they're trying to get away from these these murderous doppelgangers, and as a result, uh, other doppelgangers from other people, uh, other families, and shit are uh, discovered through through the story. And um, the the we learn in the film that the vengeance that the LaPita Young character or the uh, Adelaide, is her name yeah. was. <clears throat> the Adelaide characters, who's because this is this is pretty much Lupita's movie. Mm-hmm. Her character, her doppelganger, has and correct me if I'm wrong. He has a, a has a axe to grind, has a vengeance, yes, to carry out against Lupita's uh, Adelaide character, and that vengeance is rooted in the fact that she feels like Lupita stole her childhood or stole her identity, her life, as a result, her life, pretty much. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that, that's the best I can do with this, you know, with this plot. it's. It, I'm going to let you give your commentary on it first. But, yeah, the pretty much the plot is a, a family of doppelgangers uh, tries to fuck up their, the, the actual family that they're doppelganging, and they're, they're <laughs> the reason why the reason why they're coming at the family like this is because Lapita started the shit by stealing the girl's identity in the fun house from nineteen eighty six, when and back in nineteen eighty six when she was in a fun house at a carnival when she wandered away from her parents. They ended up taking the wrong kid, which yeah, that's that's that. So what was your thoughts on this one, D? This was
1: well, see before I saw the movie the first time I, I tried my best not to pay attention to commentary around it um, I as you know I don't even watch trailers so I didn't know much about the film anyway going into it um, but um the the title of the film itself is is interesting because it, it you can tell after watching the movie you can tell that the title is you know, is, is a reflection a reflection I'm sorry of us as America um <sighs> I found I thought it was interesting because you know the 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 doppelgangers themselves were called the tethered and 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 they were trying to cut ties with their with their reflection basically uh, so that they could live. Um, the the meaning behind that i think i'm still trying to toy around with it um because it's it's kind of interesting how how uh jordan peel did it um it's really multi-layered cuz you can you can right. discuss it in terms of race but you can also really discuss it in, in terms of class um you know the the middle class and lower class you know, overtaken the 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 elite of America. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. So it it's it's very interesting um uh how that that was uh pretty much foreshadowed with this. Um Can I go ahead and talk about the ending before we get to that in terms of the yeah. Okay, cuz the the thing that I found myself struggling with um rewatching this is figuring out who to cheer for. Because Lapita's um character well both of her characters are complex because the one that we're introduced to is actually the one from well she is the tether. Uh she that 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 meeting that they had in the, the Hall of Mirrors, she choked the real Adelaide unconscious and drug her down to I guess you can call it the underworld or whatever. Um and and handcuffed her down there because, so she could stay there and swap places with her and assume her identity. And, you know, I, I found myself struggling with this because you really don't know who is the good and evil. It, on the surface, it looks like the the one we're introduced to, the Adelaide we're introduced to in the, in the beginning, like she is the good and the, the doppelganger herself or the tether, she is the, the, the evil. But when you pay attention to it and think about it like if someone assumed your identity and took your life and you found the way to get back and take them out would you not do it yeah you know so it, it's basically justified how she was attacking the 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 Adelaide we were introduced to and right. you know when when the i'll just say Adelaide 1 and Adelaide 2 Adelaide, one—the one we're introduced to—she, uh, she, for her to go and 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 kill the original, the the one whose life was taken away and and she, you know, was stored in the underworld. For her to kill her, you're like, you kind of find yourself, you know, cheering for that too because she has this family to take care of. You know, it's like, like it's a it's a.
0: Yeah, it, it completes. Uh, it creates a a dichotomy.
1: Yeah, it's a weird <laughs> yeah. one too. It's like because you you really don't know who to cheer for, um, and uh, even with her son, like um, the end of it kind of revealed that the boy that's in the car could actually be a tether too. Like
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know, it, it it's it's very weird cuz you don't know if you should cheer and say hey he's you know he's his released he can live life he doesn't have to be bound in you know in this in this uh, underworld but it's weird because it's like well you know the other one died so it's kind of right. like it's just a it's a real complex thing um because even when you think about it in terms of the conversation Jordan Peel was trying to have like would you not want to see the middle class a lower class and middle class be able to get onto the same level as the elite right would you not want to see that right. like you know would you feel bad for the elite losing uh uh their power like w- would you honestly feel bad about that so it's kind right. of like it, it puts you in this weird conundrum like it's very weird and I don't know how to feel about it. <laughs> That's why I'm right. almost I'm almost hoping that, that that uh he creates a sequel to it because I kinda wanna know what else is happening. Um I don't know. I don't know. What what were your thoughts?
0: Well like I said, I I saw the movie uh upon its release. I saw it when it was released and um I think that the the one thing this movie had working against it was that it's a it was a follow-up to a phenomenal movie. You know what I mean?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: It was a follow-up, which which I'm talking about, of course, uh, Get Out, which was a damn near flawless movie. And really, I, I don't, I would really kind of say it was flawless. I didn't see many criticisms that uh, I found with it. So. Naturally, you know, I was looking forward to the uh, Jordan Peele follow-up to Get Out, as everybody else was. And though it was an uh, entertaining movie, um, it hit all the beats it was supposed to hit as a psychological thriller.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, especially with uh, Lupita Young and her doppelganger and the way they were able to create that tension between the two of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was one of the, the 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 good part, the good uh, expressions of the movie that I like was the, I mean, really the fact that you know, because all of them pretty much played two roles. The whole cast pretty much played two roles. They did, uh, you know, which was impressive enough. But Lupita's um, the weight she carried as a leading, as a leading lead, the leading lady in this movie, or a lead rather, mm-hmm. in this movie. Um, I definitely enjoyed that. You know, I, I definitely enjoy seeing her play against her. You know, right? And that's 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 not something that we've never seen before, in in movies. Mm-hmm. But what he was able to create with that, um, with her help, was uh yeah, it was a spectacle. You know, in a, in a good sense of the word, right. very much so. Uh, on the flip side, the story itself. Mm did not capture my attention. It didn't hold my interest. It didn't spark any curiosity. It didn't do anything that did out. <laughs> okay. You know, okay. Uh, and that that's, that's not really a, that's not really a, a knock at the movie. I don't believe, you mm-hmm. know, because, you know, each movie had to stand on his own individual legs, mm-hmm. but, is is its almost like uh, what's that? Uh, when you when a rap when a artist drops an album, their first album is great, but then they come behind with that second album—is that the sophomore jinx or something yeah. like that? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. That's—I—I I think that this film suffered a little bit of that. I think that there was an expectation from the previous work that he did, which which was his first film, mm-hmm. that that I carried into this movie that I didn't—that wasn't satisfied for me. So. With that said, um yeah, I mean I, I I liked the the creativity that he attempted to do with it, but it just didn't engage me, you know. Um I I I liked the husband, you know, Winston Duke's character, but then again, you know, um you had the uh, I don't want to call him the corny black dude, you know, <laughs> Type of thing, but you know, you really didn't see that 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 alpha male energy in him, in in the father, I should say, in this film. And maybe that was because you had to play up the dominance of of Lupita's character. Yeah, you know, so maybe that was you know intentional and written like that. But again, in a in a in a film uh, atmosphere or a movie atmosphere where you don't see true authentic uh, alpha males. Exp- Characters expressed on screen from black men. Okay, uh, that was a little bit of a letdown, you know. I I don't think he was much of a a uh, protector, so to speak. You know, I don't think he was. I mean, he's, probably, he's This is a black story, essentially, mm-hmm. you know. And uh, I don't think he was a very relatable black father. He wasn't. You know. But I I, I honestly. Not saying that he had to be, yeah. Because you know, every character on screen you're not going to relate to, right? But just watching it as a, because this, 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 essentially there was, this, there was a family narrative to this movie. You know, in many respects, there's, there's a lot of family structure to this film, mm-hmm. and um, you know, you don't really recognize this family as a as a black as a black dude to me. Mm-hmm. You don't really recognize this family. You don't, and I didn't recognize the father very much, so I had some issues with that because again. I Again, I each movie stands on its own, so I, I know that it can be an issue to compare the two mm-hmm. in the review. But I can't help it because Get Out was a great movie. Like there was, there's very little criticism you can point at Get Out, so mm-hmm. you can't help but like look for that. Like look for those moments. Look for the uh, what's it called, the sunken place moment in in his movie. You mm-hmm. you're looking for those moments in Jordan Peele's work, and you're gonna always do that, I believe. Yeah. Um. With his work. And this is just one of those works that didn't. That didn't. And it's only a second movie, but this is one of those. This is one of those movies that just didn't didn't live up to uh, what I think he he introduced us to with his last one, and particularly with the characters. I think is where where I just didn't I didn't identify a, a black family with with this family. I didn't. I didn't see that.
1: I'll tell you so why. So that's
0: one that's one criticism I guess I got with
1: the reason why I didn't really have an issue with Gabe um not being that um what's the right word the most dominant the, the, alpha, the dominant. alpha male yeah the reason yeah. why i really didn't have an issue with him not being the alpha male in this movie um was one because when you look across films anyway almost anytime there is a black man in it um especially in this type of uh, genre uh, the black guy is always that alpha male. Mm-hmm. And I honestly didn't have a problem with him not being that. Uh, uh, because, not you know, of course, not all men are alpha males. So him being the beta in this, I honestly didn't have an issue. Because he he, mm-hmm. he, definitely, he still had moments where he was trying to be that. He was trying to. And he, looked,
0: and he looked ridiculous. He looked, when he did.
1: He looked corny, but <laughs> but uh, it's I didn't have an issue with it because it, it just kind of it it represented that that type of guy that that is not necessarily uh, in that alpha role, mm-hmm. um, and you can see he felt he felt a little uncomfortable exerting that. You know, trying to trying to be that big. Because whenever you see a a big black man in a film, generally that's what they are. It's it's being a stereotype um, mm-hmm. of 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 what a black man is. And you know, he was more of a of a quiet nerdy. Well, not really quiet. No, he was an intellectual type. He yeah. was more intellectual and intellectual type. And yeah. I I appreciate that that. Uh, representation because where he lacked Adelaide took had no problem taking over in that and i i liked seeing a black woman be that alpha character i i, I enjoyed seeing that cuz it's not something that we see all the time um right. so i think that's why for me i i didn't have an issue with it um because mainly because it is a rare thing um but I can see that, it, but it also allowed uh, Adelaide to be what she needed to be. Because if if Gabe was the more uh, uh, dominant character, I don't think that it would have translated well with both of them being that that stubborn, uh, uh, butting heads type of couple. I don't see that. I don't think that would have translated well. Um, right. So I, I actually I appreciated it. Um I don't know. I, I to me that was that was probably the 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 biggest part of it that that I actually I actually loved because personally I I when I was younger I was that beta male. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And and you know Growing up, I, I I transformed into the alpha male in certain ways, but in certain ways, I am still the 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 nerdy, quiet, want to be more reserved type of guy. Um, mm-hmm. I'm just not uncomfortable when I have to be that alpha male, you know.
0: I think my issue was that even under attack, we didn't really see a lot of uh, a lot of uh, room for protection, I guess, of, you know, yeah. uh, you know, even in, uh, it, it seemed like this, was, but I mean, I, and I, I can, I guess I can look at it as, that's the way the script was written. Like that was, that was really pretty much the, what the story was, mm-hmm. was a mother who pretty much took a dominant role in protecting her family
1: mm-hmm.
0: from these, uh, you know, psychotic twins, pretty mm-hmm. much mm-hmm. that was coming. At them. So I can understand that that's pretty much the, the, the 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 heart of the story was for her character to do that, right? But um, again, it just didn't. You know, this was a black family, and it didn't reflect the black. The uh, I don't know, maybe the James Evans type father that we saw in Good Times is. is I'm, I'm <laughs> even though I didn't grow up with that show, but you know, I yeah, kind of did but through the reruns. Yeah, yeah, me too. You know, I yeah. I've always respected that image. You yeah, know, to yeah. to a great extent that that James Evans' image, and uh, we don't get enough of that, right? You know, on screen, and this was one of those movies where you know I wanted to see a little bit more of that from from that particular character. Mm-hmm. But um, as far as we, we're talking about characters, so your thoughts on the, uh, the the white family and how their doppelganger played into that?
1: Hmm. That was that's interesting.
0: Uh, Cause to me, I just thought that that was just purely a, a, an entertainment element to the movie.
1: That's what that's how I felt. Cause I, honestly, you know, I, I forgot about them to be completely honest. Yeah, right. They, like they after wasn't,
0: that whole wasn't scene, very impressionable scene.
1: It wasn't. It wasn't like they they didn't not to say they didn't fit into the film, but. I thought put it like this. I thought the daughters were unnecessary. Yeah. I I understand why they were there, but they were unnecessary in my opinion. Um, the White family just wasn't. They weren't that impressionable. I I'm, I I don't know how else to say it. They they weren't all that yeah. to me. They really yeah. weren't. Um, I see the the need for them in the film. I I I get that. Um, but I, I just um, they weren't they weren't that much of a support for the, for the Adelaide character. They,
0: right. s- they
1: served their purpose most definitely. But they they didn't. They didn't I, I support. think
0: it was just simply in the movie to get killed. That's yes. the impression I walked away with. Like this this is this is the scenario. This is the scene. These are the characters. Yeah, that uh, we're going to use just to kind of show some. Some psychological thriller violence type violence that we need for this movie. Yes, and uh, it was it was okay. You know, it, it just um, like you said, it didn't make an impression on me at all. And I would have to give a the, pretty much the rest of the, the performances. I mean, I, I'm looking at the character list. There's there's not really much here that stood out to me. Um, which is why I felt like this was, you know, Lupita's movie. I mean, this was her movie. It was, and she, she held it jo- she held it down. She did a great job. Must have as far as, as far as her her uh, the part that she played and, and the role that she had to carry two the bo- two roles mm-hmm. that she had to carry out. She she did that shit. I mean, uh, can't take that from her. But D, I'm just gonna just kind of sum up my end of it. There wasn't much to see here, man. I mean, the rabbits were a big deal that people kept talking about, but I kind of think people made an issue out of the rabbits and shit to kind of keep up the tradition of finding the Easter egg in, uh, in Jordan Peele's movie, kind of what the, uh, the, uh, the deer Mm -hmm. was in get out Mm -hmm. the purpose, of which I thought was brilliant. The way, the way he illustrated, you know, racism and with the deer and all that. I mean, I, I, I thought that was brilliant from get out I think people want to attach that uh, that element of get out to this movie with the rabbits. Okay, that, that wasn't an us. And I again, I it's a jigsaw puzzle that that I just wasn't interested in doing. Okay. You know, that's basically what it it's it's a puzzle, it's a game. There there's um, you know clues, and I, I know there's there's a lot going on with this movie. Don't get me wrong, I I get that. And when I when I saw it, I walked away like, yeah, there was a lot I probably didn't miss. There was a lot that I overlooked. There was a lot that I didn't really put a lot of attention into possibly with this movie. But when I left I didn't care. You really? know what I mean? I, I just like, again, man, like I said, it, it wasn't a bad movie. It just did not follow up, get out very well. Which means his next one may be a whole lot better. That 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 could be what the case is now with, yeah. with this with this particular filmmaker, but yeah, it just, it just, to me, lost steam. Uh, I would say after the doppelgangers kind of showed up, the best scene was when the doppelgangers first showed up (laughs) and they were trying to figure out what the hell they were. And You know, the, uh, the goofy dad, you know, had got gangster for those couple of seconds and that shit was trying to, he was trying to play that off with. I mean, that was, that was funny. That was entertaining. I like that. But after the doppelgangers came on the scene, you can tell it was, Really it was supposed to be their movie. After that, it was it was all about the Doppelgangers, mm-hmm. you know. After they showed up, and it it just didn't carry for me, you know. It just it just didn't it just didn't see, it didn't sell me.
1: Nothing. I I I see it differently. I I thought, like I said before, I I I don't look at this as a sequel, uh, because to me it really isn't. It's it's more of just like a you know standalone project. Um I heard rumors that this was actually supposed to be connected with Get Out in certain ways um that they might actually share a universe almost like um you know that movie Split. I forgot what the first mm-hmm. one was, but that that whole trilogy, I think
0: uh I want to say 6 Sense.
1: It it was Unbreakable Split and then Glass. The Sixth Sense wouldn't be in there? Uh, no. No, that that was I think that was that was a different film. It was well, still... Bruce
0: Willis's character from Six Sense is not the same Bruce Willis in uh, no. In in the uh, Split film,
1: and he in Split. Yeah, he is in Split, but it's not his. It's not that character. That's not his
0: character. It's not that. Oh mm-hmm. wow,
1: I didn't realize that. I no. thought that was Ooh. no. That's um that's Unbreakable um from two thousand uh, from two thousand. That was with um. Samuel Jackson. Sam
0: Jackson. Yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah, um, but I think I think that's almost where some people were paralleling, you know, making a parallel with, um, saying that this was basically going to be something like that, um, where they share that universe. So, is it possible? I think so, because um, I think that the 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 sunken place could actually be almost be what the what that underworld was that the tethers came from. I -hmm. I think those might be the same thing, Um, and if that's the case, it'd be very interesting to see how he ties all that together. Um, But again, I don't piece the films together, so to me, it was like a um, it was a a social conversation that that Jordan Peele was trying to have with Get Out. That was about racism. The, mm-hmm. the second one with this was about class. Mm-hmm. Um, it just so happened to be a black family that was at the center of attention. Um, so I'm, I'm very interested and intrigued to see what his next film is going to discuss. Me too. Um, because I think he does a phenomenal job with having those type of conversations within film. I agree. Um, I actually... Loved us. I, I I loved the how intricate he was with it, um, with the the character development and the story plot. Um, again, the White family just you know that may have just been a they like you said was were probably just that. Those characters to just be killed off, but I actually thought this was right up there with Get Out. Cause I I honestly didn't have an issue. I I still, I'm still trying to figure out what the rabbits represent uh, and why the tethers were eating rabbits. That is the piece I'm still trying to figure out uh, uh, because that is a very uh, intriguing thing to me. Um, So that's, Probably the only thing that I think that I haven't figured out yet, but I, I think that he he does a phenomenal job with storytelling um, and
0: social commentary. And
1: social commentary, I, yeah, I think I he agree does a with phenomenal that. job with that.
0: Yeah, I agree with that. I agree with that. Um, I just don't think he did all that phenomenal with this movie <laughs> with, <laughs> with that. But I mean, I, 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 I I'm not saying it's a bad movie. You know, I mean it's mm-hmm. entertaining. Um, but you know, after a while, like I said, after the Doppelgangers come on the scene mm-hmm. and after we kind of see them and learn that they these are subhuman motherfuckers <laughs> and what exactly what they're doing, like that that's interesting to watch that. But um after that, man, it just becomes a cat and mouse type shit. It just becomes a run for your life type movie mm-hmm. and try to survive, which is good. But to me it was a step down from the expectation that I had for it. You know, this, uh, this to me came off like a movie he might have did kind of like after his fourth or fifth movie. And he just kind of threw a project out there or did a project to, you know, it's a Jordan Peele project. Mm-hmm. You know, this kind of seemed like one of those filler type movies just to kind of pad the the uh, the resume with. I just don't, it just didn't stand out. It didn't scream anything to me. It didn't, it didn't, it didn't, it didn't do much for me intellectually. That that uh, get out did, and I keep mentioning get out because it was a good. It was a, it was a great fucking movie. It was, and and you're gonna and you're gonna look for that, and you're gonna keep chasing that with Jordan Peele. That's I guess that's a gift and a curse, of of having your first movie to be so great. Is that people are gonna always chase that? People go always look for that, and um, not saying he's not capable. I definitely believe he's capable of of doing anything he wants to do, and I can understand the comparison and the. Uh, the similarities people want to give him as a modern-day Alfred Hitchcock.
2: Mm-hmm. You know,
0: I, I, I can understand that. And he, he definitely is uh, deserving of that of that comparison. And I personally feel like he's better than Hitchcock, you know, from, from Get Out. And that's, that's saying a lot for a man that's only done two movies, and Hitchcock did about, what, 50. But um, the, what I see in, in, in Get Out and the potential that came from that uh, with us... I think he has the potential, and actually, he's uh, got some TV stuff he's doing now. Matter of fact, mm-hmm. there's an Amazon show that he's yes. put his uh, executive production weight behind. That's starring Al Pacino. Yes. So um, he's got his hands on some good stuff. I mean, he's 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 making some some very bold statements. He's got some interesting work out there. Even as, even as a producer, he's definitely somebody that you want to pay attention to as a director. Take nothing from him on that. This wasn't a a bad movie. This just wasn't all that good to me. I didn't I didn't get anything from it. Again, um I wanted to see it again for the podcast. I wanted to revisit it again, but I was like, "Man, there's nothing uh, you know, there's nothing that I really want to try to revisit with the movie." Not saying that I won't, but at this particular time there was nothing I really want to revisit with it. And saying that uh, I guess going into the the ending, which you had mentioned earlier, you know, as far as the little boy and all that's concerned, to me that was it was to be expected. You know, it, it just didn't. It wasn't. It wasn't a a very much of a surprising ending. I'll, I'll say. You know, to keep it simple. It wasn't much of a surprise element there with the little boy and is he or is he not? Uh, uh, a doppelganger or of the tethered kind—I don't fucking know—but um, <laughs> you know, it, it was—it was interesting. Okay, it was a slick way to end, but it definitely was not a mind-blowing ending that made you walk away from the theater and drive home really thinking about. It. I just was kind of like, "Oh well," you know, it was okay. It was a night out, so um, so the ending really, you know, was 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 a little underwhelming to me. You know, a little, little underwhelming. But um, it was creative. It was creative and uh, had great acting, you know, from Lupita. Uh, some some of the best acting that I've seen her do. And it was good to see her in a, in a role like this, you know, that wasn't um, focused on her ethnicity or being from. Uh, I don't think she's from Africa, is she? Or oh, I think her parents are African. but uh, Yeah, that I'm not sure of. I'm, I'm not sure. I think I remember reading some about her and I know she comes from her, her father's a politician or something like that. But anyway, you know, a lot of her roles. or the ones I've seen. Uh, kind of focus on Africa, you know, focus on her, her ethnicity. It was good to see her step away from that and just play a a. Uh, a black woman or a woman of color or whatever, who lived a, a relatively relatively regular life you know they seem to be well off because you don't own a damn beach home uh if you <laughs> if you're not well off to some to some capacity yeah so you know it was a unique role for her it was a little different for her and i was glad to see that um winston duke don't know much about him outside of black panther i know black panther got him a lot of opportunities that was his first and role I, since black panther right no B- black panther was his first role Oh, okay. Yeah. So yeah, this this was like his second role then. Yeah. Well, one of one of his one of his, his follow up roles to getting that exposure. Yeah. From Black Panther, so that was good to see. Um, and he wasn't the brute type, which I think I can appreciate your 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 observation on that. That you know, being the fact that he's the you know he's the, the big black dude and he kind of played that role mm-hmm. in Black Panther. Um, it it was it, I would agree with you that you know, it it was different to see him. Or see a a character like him, uh, in this movie, so I can kind of appreciate what you're saying as far as you know he he played that a little toned down version of the black male or the alpha male to to give that that room to uh, Adelaide's character or Lupita's character.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So yeah, in that respect, yeah, I like that. Yeah. I, I guess I I can understand what you're saying on that. So I, I'll walk that back a little bit, but. Uh, <laughs> But uh, the I don't know, man. This this movie just I didn't I wasn't excited, man. I wasn't excited. I didn't walk away with anything. I walked away with when I saw Get Out. That's not the fault of the film or the filmmaker. That's me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But me, <laughs> hey, me giving you my honest uh, perspective on the film and, and I guess my criticism of it. It was it was pretty under a little, a little underwhelming, a little underwhelming.
1: Yeah, I I um.
0: I I appreciate it. Uh it has become a big cat and mouse movie, like, you know, Yeah. You I, know chase, you know, chase you down, try to kill your ass and you know, I get it, but you know, yeah. I want I wanted more.
1: Yeah. No, I can see that. I I um I was just uh I think I was mainly focused on um other things with it that I I didn't pay too much attention to that aspect of it being a Mm -hmm. cat and mouse thing um i mean you see it of course but it's not like that was the thing i focused on i i think i was trying to because the thing i I like to do with films is like I, i like to i like to watch it just you know as a film and then for for intricate projects i like going back and doing a deep dive in discussion boards and 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 seeing what people right what other right. people see and right then re-watching it to see oh yeah there you go okay i see what they're saying um right. and also the commentary of the director himself um to see what uh you know what their thought was on it and i i did i, I did watch something with uh with jordan peele with this and, and i he he kind of wanted to leave it open to interpretation same way he wanted to do it with the, get
0: out i think the i think the rabbits in particular he wanted to leave open to interpretation right
1: right and and that's the part that intrigues the hell out of me cuz i'm trying to like i'm still trying to figure that out like what does that represent like if 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 what we if we're saying that this is about class right and the the Normal people that we see in a film, which represent the elite, if they're sitting there, they're eating, you know, steak, lobster, and all that stuff, and, and the lower class is eating rabbits, Do, like, what does that represent, uh, uh, um, like, food stamps and stuff like that, like unhealthy food or something? Like, like, they're just forced to eat this because that's what is available and ready for them? Or, like, does it have a deeper meaning? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, like I'm still trying yeah. to figure out what the what the parallel to <laughs> that is.
0: I, I wouldn't fucking know. <laughs> <But> <laughs> yeah, I didn't invest that much into figuring out the rabbits. I knew that the rabbits were supposed to be deep.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I could just tell, cause it's some is some symbolism going on right here. Mm-hmm. But I did not care. But... I didn't care to go deep into it because the story didn't ignite anything in me to care. See, where also... I was. Well, I was really just to, to throw out there. I was really, uh, I guess I don't want to say impressed, but um, I guess taken aback, so to speak. You know what I mean? Just, just, just attention was was arrested. I was really arrested, mm-hmm. you know, intellectually um, by the the whole deer. I hate to keep bringing up Get Out, but that's just a, a, that's a great fucking movie, man. It Shit. is, it is. You know, but you know the the whole deer reference and Get Out how, you know, he he, he hit the deer mm-hmm. on the way to see the parents and how the father was so disparaging and just nasty towards the deer and the shit he was talking about the deer and to know who the father was later on in the movie and relate his past view on the deer and what the deer represented, you know, in the beginning as far as him killing it and his disregard for the dead deer and come to find out you got the deer head on the, on the mantle and... Deer, he called, um, I think he called them a, a waste of society or something like that, something of that nature in the, in the get out. Uh-huh. I mean, the, the symbolism in the deer to reflect pretty much the black man or black people and the uh, the mindset of the white father towards the deer, which is ultimately the mindset he had towards black people, uh-huh. you know, like that was deep. I, I like that thread he created with that. I didn't get any of that from no damn rabbits in this movie or anything he was doing with the rabbits in this movie. I just, I, you know, I just know it was a bunch of them at one point. <laughs> it was the ass of them in the movie at one point, and they ate them. That's kind of what I walked away with from that, and I, I didn't care to, to try to decode that. But um, again, man, you know, this is just one of those. Just, this is just one movie in his filmography. I'm sure they're going to be a lot more. Uh-huh. That that I would approach different, or that that I would receive different. This just wasn't one of them, man. I, I was a not let down. I'd rather say that the best way I would say is underwell. Okay. Is underworld. yeah. Okay. I I I get that. I yeah. I, I was I was
1: imp- I was heavily impressed with this one.
0: Yeah. First okay, time so I y'all saw you... a second. So you would recommend it? Hell yeah! Uh,
1: Hell yeah! (laughs) Yeah, and and again, this is one of those projects that I would say for anyone that's in media production. If you're a cinematographer or or direct, you're trying to become a director or editor, like this is one of those films you need to study. This this is especially if you're a writer. If you're a writer, you definitely need to study uh, uh, this film, Uh, this and Get Out actually, because um even though to me they don't go hand in hand they they show you the proper way to develop characters' storyline and and create conversation around a piece that on the surface it doesn't look like that, but when you actually pay attention to different little things it's 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 much bigger than the film itself, so i i i, I I would definitely. Well, I'm. It. I'm
0: definitely going to revisit it. I'm definitely going to revisit it.
1: Yeah, please do. Please do. It's a. It's a phenomenal film, in my opinion. I, I think that was a, Um, this again shows you why Lupita should have. Not only been nominated, but should have won for this. Really. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I. She. She did a phenomenal job with with those roles, man.
0: Yeah. Yeah, now I think that, that that was that was probably the most impressive uh observation that I I think I walked away with uh from this movie is that the the duality yeah. of the roles and what she brought to this, you know, like she 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 definitely uh deserved a little bit more recognition than what she got just on that level alone. Yeah. But what I think hurt that and hurt this movie is that and this is my view, mm-hmm. I think the story was a little was a little standard you know, I think it was, a, I think it was a, a, a bread and butter psychological thriller. It, it hit all the right beats. Okay. Um, It was, a, it was competent. It was, a, it was a competent movie, you know, it, but Jordan, Jordan Peele did get out, man. I don't expect nothing from him but competency at this point. Yeah. Like, I, I expect him to know, and plus he's a, a student of these type of films. You I know, mean, he's a student of, of horror movies and all that type of shit. Mm-hmm. That's, that's. That's his uh, his lane, that's what he kind of, from what I understand about him, from kind of reading up on some of his his background from the Get Out, when he dropped Get Out, mm-hmm. um, like this, this is his wheelhouse, you know, psychological thrillers, horror movies, that that's kind of what, what groomed him as a filmmaker growing up. Mm-hmm. And, or groomed him as a filmmaker because that's what he grew up with, I should say. And I can see that in his work. I can definitely see that you watch watching, even with us, mm-hmm. I can definitely see you're watching the work of a very smart man. Who's investing a lot of uh, of intellectual capital into his scripts and screenplays and just the imagery, the uh, the the hidden new nuance shit that's in, that that was that's in his movies. We're only talking about two films, mm-hmm. but look at how long, look at look at how much we can say though, right? About about these two films. So that speaks to a great filmmaker who who probably can be considered a, a, on his way to being a genius. I'm not gonna give him that title just yet because there's only two films in the game. Yes, but. He's definitely on his way to being considered a genius of, of the craft with what he's doing. And Us doesn't dismiss him from that conversation. It's just, I believe, if when Jordan Peele gets to the point where he drops, he's dropped his 10th movie, so to speak, maybe his fifth. Mm-hmm. Let's say his fifth or sixth movie. I think Us will be definitely one of his weaker movies out of his next, you know, out of his growing body of work as it grows and as we watch him this to me and i'm speaking you know in a futuristic sense mm-hmm. but i believe that this will be one of his weaker movies he's got a lot lot more coming and honestly
1: if this is the weakest movie that, that says that, a lot my god if this yeah, is the that, weakest movie my god <laughs> that says a lot because he, he a lot he 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 layered this one um even when you're talking about duality he like from from the the toy spider that was on the table with the actual spider uh, mm-hmm. crawling around it um, to eleven eleven being throughout the film entirely throughout the film. he mm-hmm. um, foreshadowed a lot and I, I was also wondering, um, if Adelaide's character, the one that was actually um, from the underground, I was wondering if she was wearing that glove because she was wearing that Michael Jackson shirt as a kid. Mm. But then as you pay attention to all the other tethers, they're all wearing one glove on their right hand. So I, mm-hmm. I, I was trying to figure out, like, is that because of her uh, love for Michael Jackson as a kid or was that just coincidental?
0: see there you go that's that's the that's the easter egg i missed that one yeah
1: yeah. It's, yeah there's a lot of stuff that this is a very deep and very layered film um yeah. that if you're 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 watching it again like like when you see it just on the surface i get exactly what you're talking about yeah but it's like so layered and so uh 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 deep like, I, I just, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm really like, I'm at a loss for words for it. Cause like, it's it's just <laughs> brilliant. It's brilliant because it like who thinks about doing all those things like that, you know? Right. And, and, and that's what I appreciate about Jordan, Jordan Peele.
0: Right. I can agree with, I can agree with you on that. I can agree with you on that. Um, it's definitely a layered movie. You know, there there's a lot to see here. Um, so yeah, yeah, I, I can I can see that point of view. Well, I mean, do I recommend it? Uh, yeah, you know, it's <laughs> it's some it's something to watch. But um, it it definitely uh, if you haven't seen Get Out, which I don't know if anybody black they ain't seen Get Out at this point. But uh, definitely, if you haven't seen Get Out, I would highly recommend, you know, you check out get out first. Um get a, get a get a look at that work that he put in with that and then you know go ahead and follow it up with this. But yeah, you know, i recommend it. It just it just, you know, didn't, didn't doesn't hold up very well to his uh his last work. His, uh, his which really technically is his earlier work, but this is only his second film. Yeah. So it's a lot to see with Jordan Peele. So yeah, you know, check it out us you know, give give me your feedback on it. Let me know how off base I was. I'm open to that. <laughs> I am Chris Ali at uh on on Instagram. Also hit us up, uh, No Chase Film Society. That's NC Film Society on Instagram. Um yeah, that's all I got for him, D. Yes, sir. Sounds like a rap. So uh yeah, be looking for us. Uh, I want to say this is episode eight. I think so. E- episode nine will be. Uh, we want y'all to do this. How about this? Follow us on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> I am Chris Ali, and also follow uh, NC Film Society on Instagram. And just keep your eyes on that, man. We're gonna. Me and Derek are gonna conference off mic and we're gonna come up with our next film yes uh off mic we'll do it like that also um i have a couple of ideas i want to uh engage the audience with uh one is one is a contest you know i want to you know initiate a contest for the people that listen and the ones that support where we pretty much uh gonna start throwing out some trivia questions and uh, you know put some um Put some trivia stuff online, you know, on our Instagram page to engage you all. One of the things that we're going to be doing, I will say, uh, because, you know, I want y'all to look for details in the next couple of days on that. But one of the things I will say that we're going to do is that, you know, to those who participate and those who win, um, we're going to buy y'all a movie. We're going to just send send y'all a DVD or Blu-ray or uh, cover the cost of a digital copy. Y'all have a movie on us. You know, just, just participating in our little trivia that we're going to start initiating. So look out for that. And uh, also this year, we don't know the details on it, but this year uh, we want to host a screening. Probably in the summer, you know what I mean? So uh, the, again, these are things you're going to have to follow us on social media to get the real details on. Again, I am Chris Ali. That's Ali spelled A-L-E-E and uh nc the letters nc film society on instagram just link up with us on there give us a little bit of participation give us your criticism your recommendations whatever it is that y'all uh that y'all have for us you know please link up with us on on social media other than that man i don't have nothing else for him. i think my kid is here and uh <laughs> <laughs> Let me go see what's going on with that. But I appreciate y'all for listening, man. Definitely. Do you got anything else for? Him? I'm good. All right. Well, until then, man, watch a damn movie. No chase. We done.